0: Welcome to today's edition of Feet to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to FeetToTheFire.org. That is Feet, the number two, TheFire.org, and now your host. I've discovered what pumps me up, exposing lies and blasting faulty assertions. I'm I'm embracing my personality, my identity as a polemic. Martin Luther was a polemic, and so I'm in good company. I love sound, reasoned argumentation, bringing truth to bear on an issue and pulling back the curtain on lies and disorderly thinking and confusion. All right. Let's wrap up our week of discussion of the election and also Trump's announced candidacy for 2024. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. And I want to go back to my assertion that I made yesterday and all throughout the week and one that Trump himself made in his announcement speech on Tuesday. Anything other than in-person one-day voting is corrupt and so... Only in-person, one-day voting, and I would add along with Trump, with voter ID and paper ballots, that's the only type of voting that is viable, legal, and trustworthy. And I emphasize legal. Nothing else is legal. And we looked at it yesterday, and I'm going to continue with that. Article 1, Section 4 from the Constitution says the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time by lawmaker alter such regulations except as to the places of choosing senators. And an entailment of this clause on elections is specificity of time, place, and manner. So this whole notion of fluid elections that go on forever and ever, and they're getting mailed in from all over the place, flies in the face. Of what the Constitution allows, and it is therefore unconstitutional. Then, in Article Two, Section One, the Congress may determine the time of choosing the electors. This is for president, and the day on which they shall give their votes. Which day shall be the same throughout the United States? And again, implicit in that is a twenty-four-hour voting period. Now, I know that that is regarding the presidential election, but As I said, an implicit reality of that can be extrapolated all over all of the voting that the Constitution permits and establishes, that it happens on a day. That is an entailment of constitutional elections. This is a legal argument from the text. A day is a 24-hour period. You have to vote on one day. And the Northwest Ordinance of 1787 says, whenever any of the said states shall have 60,000 free inhabitants therein, such state shall be admitted by its delegates into the Congress of the United States and shall be at liberty to form a permanent constitution and state government provided, here it is, the clause, the constitution and government so to be formed shall be Republican, small r, and in conformity to the principles contained in these articles. That is still in force, meaning you cannot have a state that has... Unfair, illegal elections, thus abolishing essentially a Republican form of government and violating the principles contained in the articles, Northwest Ordinance, as well as the other founding documents the Constitution. So we already have legal precedent that elections must be reformed and anything other than this one-day voting is a violation of our founding documents. Now, let me get over to the article I did not read yesterday that I wanted to read. And I'm going to read the whole thing. This is from Newsmax by D-Roy Murdoch from Friday, November 11th, 3 o'clock p.m. last week. And it doesn't matter that it's a week old because the information tells a story and is valuable, is valuable now or any day, even three years from now. You could read this article and it's relevant because it shows how corrupt their elections are and how it has to be reformed. The whole, he starts this way. The title, Ballot Buffoonery Makes U.S. Vote System a Fourth World Sham. That's worse than Third World. The whole world is laughing, he writes. U.S. Election Results. When will we know who won? The BBC wondered. azcentral.com columnist John Gabriel wrote, Friends in Hungary and Brazil asked how their entire nations can count votes in a few hours while it takes Arizona a week or longer. As of Friday afternoon, last week, America's voting system has devolved from a global beacon of democracy to an international punchline. A bright neon sign warns, don't try this at home. Three days after polls closed, four Senate seats were still undecided. Neither Democrat Raphael Warnock nor Republican Herschel Walker scored 50% of Georgia's vote. So they are facing a December 6th runoff that every GOP and conservative activist must labor to win. Mechanical breakdowns, baffling ballot dumps quote-unquote ballot dumps, and inexplicable pauses in tabulation have buried the Arizona and Nevada senatorial and gubernatorial results in sand. By the way, since then, we know GOP lost basically everything. Alaska has soiled itself with a new needless and odious rank-choice voting process that was to make sure that the incumbent GOP establishment never-Trumper Lisa Murkowski could win— Rather than Tuesday's top vote-getter winning the Senate seat, Republicans Lisa Murkowski, Kelly Shibaka, Buzz Kelly, and Democrat Patricia Chesboro are mired in a glacial redistribution of each losing candidates' votes to those ranked higher. This ballot buffoonery could continue for weeks. In the House, U.S. House, at the time of writing again, 32 seats remain uncalled. Republicans have yet to secure their expected slim majority thanks to dilatory vote counts and mail-in ballots that land more slowly than falling autumn leaves. I, I, I can't agree with this more. As an interruption commentary for me, people are like, well... The youth vote. Yeah, that broke Dem, which is terrible. The young female vote 30 and under that broke for Dems. Yeah, true. But they're all voting by mail for days and weeks before. Guys, how many of these so-called Dem voters on the statistics would have even shown up at the polling place? But we empower these people to vote by helping them vote. I, I don't know. What are we supposed to do? Should we vote five months in advance? Should we just do Audible votes show up at people's houses, knock on the door, ask them a question, and just give them, have, have them give a verbal answer, and we'll write it down for them. You'll get a lot more Democrat votes that way. It's insane. All right, the article goes on. Who will be the next mayor of Los Angeles? At this writing, 64 hours after polls closed, nobody knows. Some 900,000 ballots await tabulation. In 10 California congressional contests, fewer than half of the ballots have been counted per Politico. In the 6th district, only 35% of ballots have been tabulated. These fourth world conditions suggest at least the appearance of fraud. The reality or mere impression of electoral skullduggery fuels suspicion, paranoia, and acrimony. The last things America needs. Keep listening. I'm reading the whole article. It's fantastic. What America needs is a major cleanup of our self-humiliating voting system. This should start by exercising the cancer. But this should start by excising the cancer of early voting. Right on. And now here's the meat of it. According to 2 U.S. Code 7, the Tuesday quote. This is federal law the Tuesday next after the first Monday in November in every even numbered year is established as the day for the election in each of the states and territories of the United States of representatives and delegates to the Congress, which proves my point, statutory federal law exactly in line with the Constitution, the first uh, portion that I read from the first article that gives Congress the ability to make general election laws general, not federalizing elections and taking over, general election laws for the nation, even though the states still can and must run their elections. And this is in line with the idea of a day that's implicit in the other article excerpt that I read to you from the Constitution, a day for elections. Now, this isn't some newfangled idea that was passed Seven years ago, and has nothing to do with the authentic identity of our country and how we've always done things, guys. The date listed on this code is March third, eighteen seventy-five. This is at the the first half of the growth of our country, eighteen seventies, and then there must have been a modification. June fifth, nineteen thirty-four, is another date listed with some other federal. identification markers, some federal nomenclature. But my point is, these are old laws consistent with the Constitution. It is federal law. It is constitutional law. It has to be only one day. What part, the article goes on, what part of that federal statute is unclear? Pennsylvanians, now he starts to detail all of the, the craziness. Pennsylvanians began voting on September 16th, 39 days before Democrat John Fetterman's and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz's sole debate on October 25th. For seven weeks and two days, people voted before they saw Fetterman's performance and either were appalled at his diminished post-stroke mental capacity or admired him simply for showing up and standing there. No ballots should have been cast for Fetterman or Oz absent that information. Alas, some 600,000 Pennsylvanians already had voted before they saw Fetterman, barely able to express himself. Surely, some of them wanted their ballots back, perhaps enough to have elected Dr. Oz on Tuesday. And this was exactly what devious Democrats had in mind. Hide Fetterman, delay the debate, rack up early votes for the Democrat before anyone could get a serious look at how he would debate vital issues on the Senate floor or be unable to do so. And it goes beyond that. It's not just having informed voters. It's the fact that you can collect ballots, I keep saying it all week, as long as you want. I mean, it's, it's crazy. This is crazy we're even discussing this. A, a seven week and two day long election is not an election. It's not an election. That's it. That's all you have to say. Article goes on. Early voting began in Arizona on October 12th. Excuse me while I adjust my papers. That was 20 days before Libertarian Party nominee Mark Victor, look at this, dropped out of the Senate race and endorsed Republican Mike Blasters, uh, Republican Blake Masters. Victor now has 43,542 votes. So... The Libertarian dropped out before Election Day, endorsed the Republican. All those votes could have gone to him, but they were voting for weeks and weeks in Arizona before the actual Election Day. They started voting, after which time the candidate list changed. This is why it's not an election. The early ones, article goes on, among them might have gone to masters, which would propel him that much closer to victory. Of course, in 2016, North Carolina sent voters absentee ballots on September 9th, a full 17 days before the first Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump debate that September 26th, voting before even the first of three debates for president of the United States and leader of the free world is sick. This is how the article concludes. Americans should coalesce around an election system worthy of this republic. Make election... Here's his his points that this guy suggests in his article. Make election day a national holiday. Eh, that's fine. Okay, I don't want to dance the line too much on on federal control of elections, but sure, make it a national holiday. It's already federal statute that it's one day. The first Tuesday after... the, The Monday after the... The Tuesday after the first Monday of November in every even numbered year. That's Election Day. Statutory law consistent with the Constitution. No, no court has overturned that. Here, here he goes on. Polls operate for 24 hours, midnight to midnight Eastern time, and open and shut simultaneously nationwide. Voters should not be swayed by results in states with earlier precinct closures. Yeah, maybe. I don't like that. I think 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 7 p.m., whatever states do, is fine. That's up to the states, but it still has to be on one day. Voters must show photo ID. Yes. Voter rolls must be cleaned frequently and by the registration deadline two weeks before election day. And that's simple to enforce. If a state's not, they just get prosecuted in federal court, and the federal court can say, hey, fix up your voter voter rolls. No more mass mail-in ballots, totally right. Limit absentee ballots, here we go, to the sick, infirm, and those who will be, imagine, absent on election day. I would say sick, infirm, and only military. If you've you got a ticket to go on a trip to Bahamas on election day, well, you're, you're a lousy citizen, you lose, you didn't vote. you got to vote on election day. And only adult U.S. citizens can vote zero ballots for foreign citizens. Are we kidding? Do we have to say that? But guys, that's what's going on with this kind of mail-in early voting, getting foreigners voting. These reforms would start to repair America's unintentionally hilarious vote system. And that's how the article ends. And I would add, this is why we run Trump again, because he's the most loud The loudest, most vocal of any Republican we've ever seen, still with the guts to keep saying as ad nauseum 2020 was stolen, no matter what they say, to shut him up. Guys, this is what we need. If you can believe it, I've still got more convincing arguments to make about the Trump candidacy, and I'm going to do it. And that should whet your appetite for Monday when we're back here at Feet to the Fire, because you, you need to hear those arguments. As I said, I'm a polemic. And I think the narrative is so corrupt and false to shake us off our game just like they did during the Tea Party revolution. And I was adamant. In fact, that was one of the reasons Feet to the Fire started, because I could not take anymore the assault on all of us. Flyover, mainstream, conservative, everyday America. That's who the Tea Party represented and that's who Trump represents, and we're not backing down. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. Trump won in 2020. He needs to run again. We got to get behind him. We're going to get behind him, and barring election fraud, he will win again, but we've got to fix the system according to the Constitution and federal law. Have a great weekend. See you next week.